Hello everyone, Mattia. Very pumped for today because I have a special guest, Logan Nathan. Logan, I'm very excited about today. I know you are a business expert for SMA. Uh, you do a lot of work in the SaaS uh, field as well, so it's going to be great fun today. Um, and uh, I'm very glad that you made some time to be in the show with me today. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. I'm looking forward to sharing my journey. Awesome. Um, a lot to hear it to be about your story. You know that, like myself, you're not born in Australia. You're born overseas. So share with me a little bit about your journey before being an entrepreneur, before being, you know, getting in, in Australia. Like, how was the life for you growing up as a as a child in in in, in your own country? And where are you? You know, share with the, your, our audience where you're from originally. Sure, sure. So if you get it from my accent, which is sort of lost over a period of time, I'm originally from Sri Lanka. Um, so I, I started, I was born in Sri Lanka, left at the age of 18 uh, after finishing my um, secondary school and uh, started, uh, went to London, did my degree there and went to university, of course, and then decided to migrate to uh, uh, Greener Pastor. And I was told Australia is the best place to go. So here I am 41 years later and talking to you. So the journey has been, uh, if, you, if you call it, my family background is just a, a middle income earner family, uh, you know, just like any other, um, you know, Aussie family, I would say, I would say uh, born in Sri Lanka, and always trying to do better. This is what my parents wanted. So that's why they sent me with whatever the savings they had to Sri Lanka, uh, to London, and where I actually started and learned the hard way how to actually make a life out of it. Mm. So often, if I talk about my six years in the UK, um, I have to work uh, during the weekends and nighttime to earn the living, uh, uh, earn for my living during the week, and then go to university. Sometime, you know, go from university to work and then get up, go to work and sleep in a very, um, you know, whatever the way that we could sleep to get there. So that's how... I started, but every struggle I've gone through in the UK, believe me, it actually helps you to really, uh, um, what I call it, uh, to really address any of the challenges that come later in life. Because once you go through the, the, the real hard route of the, the real man challenge that the majority of the people go through on a day-to-day -day basis around the world, and I think when, when the real problem comes in, you can easily relate to it. And, um, you know, I have a very simple uh, motto in mind uh, after 40, 40 years of my professional life. When you are actually in a, in a very uh, struggling situation, you always ask what is good about it. When you are in a really a good situation, you ask what is bad about it. So this reverse question will really get you into the right frame of mind and address, you know, whatever the challenges come your way. So... Um, after I, I, I um, migrated, probably I should start my uh, working life. Probably that's an interesting part. I always had this entrepreneurship, you know, always wanted to be uh, delivering something or, or do something from my younger days. Um, so, so after I gone through my challenges and got through the degree and uh, came here to Australia, uh, within a year, I started uh, you know, doing my own software development company. 
wow. right? Initially working for somebody else uh, with their help. Then I got started. Did that for about three years. Um, I think into the fourth year, I really decided that if I want to be an expert on something, I need to go and join the bigger world, which is a corporate, and learn the, the technology and the, how the business runs and so on. At a later time, start the business. And another reason for that is I married young. Um, you know, I was, I was just 21 when I got married. By the time I was 23, um, I had my, my first uh, son. <clears throat> With that, I also realized if I have to really go through an entrepreneurship uh, and, and studying many successful guys, something got to suffer, right? Either you focus at work or your lifestyle. At that time, I made a conscious decision. It is my lifestyle. My family is most important. So I sort of, you know, put that on the side and started working for uh, a larger corporate. Started my life with BHP, one of the very first multinational companies. Then I moved on to uh, Cathay Pacific. Then I moved on to Europe for a while, about five years, working for an airline-based telecom company called CETA. And I haven't done that for 22 years. And by the time my kids all grown up and, you know, gone away or they are independent, that's the time I realized it's time for me to start. So here I am at the age of 65. I started my company exactly 19 years ago now. Wow. And that's how I got started. So that's a conscious decision I made and I'm glad I made it because you know you either start young, early, without any of your you know, lifestyle commitment, just your parents' money or <laughs> your support of your family, or you start late. My choice was purely because of the way my life journey went through. I started um, um, you know, late, really, uh, when I was in, into my uh, late 40s, uh, where I started my small web development uh, boutique, uh, digital marketing agency, if you want to call it. Uh, once I decided to take a conscious decision, I want to quit my corporate life, come into it. That's amazing. So that's briefly, briefly my journey on an overall fashion. Let's dive deep into it. Thank you for sharing. And um, so many questions that come to my mind um, at the moment. And um, the first one is why Australia? Why did you decide to pick that's, up? That's a very good question, actually. Um, being in London as a student and a student visa, I knew that I have to go out. Through my research, I found out there are two places to go to Canada, to migrate to Canada. That's one place that they were inviting migrants like us with the qualification and or to Australia. It is actually uh, uh, funny that uh, I got accepted to come to Australia, uh, not to Canada. So there you go. That was a true story, uh, what happened in 1981. Yeah. So I decided to come to Australia because it was accepted. My qualification or my wife as a registered nurse also accepted to as a professional to migrate. Yeah. And when you were sharing about working for all these corporations and, you know, and moving from one corporation to another, how was it your journey to apply for this job in these corporations? Were you getting a job immediately because of your skills? Or was it hard for you as well to... to, oh, to it was very hard. Uh, like I said, I started to work for a small IT company then with the help of uh, one of the contacts I had, I started my own business with him. And, and it's only about three years later, I was able to get a break 
because I, by the time I understood the Aussie way of doing it, because the initial interviews when I went through when I migrated here, you're not an Australian, you don't you know have an Aussie experience, therefore you know we can't. So I got rejected. Yeah. And the uh, so the the so it took me three years to really break into one of the very first multinational company, which is BHP. Mm -hmm. um, as, a, as an IT support person, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, yeah. So any, when you go into multinational, this is what uh, I like to tell the younger people that, uh, you know, go into multinational. You've got a huge opportunity to learn, but it's entirely up to you how far you want to push yourself and how far you merge into whatever the challenges that throw you away, right? And in the end, between starting uh, my first job at BHP to write that time I finished with my job at BHP, I'm sorry, CETA in Geneva, uh, I had only one thing that I can tell. Make sure you take your pain away from your boss in the hierarchy of the thing. Once you take your pain away from your boss, what happens is you actually are ready for that particular job. And believe it or not, 22 years, I had eight promotion come through that's why I've gone from an IT support staff to managing the global uh, accounts when I actually quit my job 20, 22 years later. Wow, that's, so, that's amazing. It's a very good tip. Take the pain away from your job, from your boss, because number one means that you can, you acquire the skills to actually, you know, eventually be in his place. But secondly, he's going to like you. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, all right. And this, it's a very simple formula. Often the younger people forget and often see the boss as the whatever the, 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 the frame of mind they put in. But if you really, um, because everyone is there, 99% of the people are trying to do the right thing. Of course, they have the pain and you just got to understand that pain and, and take the pain away. And then with that, you're learning their job. And of course, you are the automatic promoter, uh, promotion opportunity. So this has all come through as a, as a migrant, you know, English as a second language and, and really understanding the simple things in life. But again, if I go back to my initial time I was talking about it, it's all the hard work that I've done in, in the UK, struggling to get my, you know, qualification as a, as a um, degree holder in that, you know, five to six years working nighttime, studying during the day, set my basics to understand uh, you know, the struggle of, of life and how you need to prepare to take the challenges coming away rather than pushing it back. Yeah, and, and, and you know, very often we see challenges and pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone as something that is, we don't want to do it or like it's, it's not good, but that's where you grow. That's where there is progress, right? And, and progress, of course, equal happiness. Um, so I'm very curious to know about the transition to from the corporate to your entrepreneurial journey because i think you made a very wise decision which was to live a bit of lifestyle before and enjoy life having some kids which was my mistake um not to um but i'm curious to know what was happening inside of you during that time like um of course you had stability because being in such a good company and the position you will have created some solid foundation but what you had an idea but what was happening inside with your emotions like you know talk to me through the fears and the, the you know the frustration of that transition process 
great questions. <laughs> I like to share this as well with your with your listeners. Um, when you actually uh, get your skills over a period of time with the large corporate companies, sort of everything given to you. You have an HR, you have an admin, you even, even in the later days, I even had an assistant for myself. All of that comes with the multinational because you know they are into a larger thing. So I came with this very thick head to say, I know it all. I work for big companies. Therefore, you know, I was running my own company, which is going to be a peanuts. Only when you get into your own small company, then you realize suddenly you don't have a secretary, you don't have an HR, you don't, <laughs> everything is you, <laughs> right? And obviously your staff come in, again, they are coming in and, and it, it's a, you know, I have a huge respect for anybody who owns small to medium business because the challenge on a day-to-day -day basis to manage that as an owner of that business is huge. But it took me to realize about two years to understand, my goodness, what have I done? And I can, I can tell you, honestly, my thoughts went through mind to say, maybe I should go and go back to my corporate life because a lot easier. So there are times that you go through and say, you know, have you done the right thing, mm -hmm. right? Then the wise man told me always, you know, you always go through and, and get your, uh, uh, you know, supporters and advocates and coaches to really help you out to do the right thinking. And they said, it's always true when you started your business, the first two to three years is a struggle. But once you pass that, then you got the understanding of the basic things. For me, it's come to earth, if you want to call it coming from corporate life to starting my own business, understanding you are it, there's nobody else going to help you. You make your decision, you actually run it, you take it on. And that decision making, it's it's probably what got me now 19 years later as an entrepreneur, able to handle challenges today. Mm -hmm. right? Because once you've done, done that basic, uh, coming all the challenges that come through your way is easy for us to understand and, and um you know, take the challenge and, and most importantly, making decisions. Making that's decisions. what I love about small. So true. So true. The ability to, to make decisions and, and, and being able to analyze the situation and being able to identify, you know, what and, and also to surround yourself, as you said before, with people that are ahead of you and can give you the right advice because there's only so much we can do if we don't have the right information to take the right decision. Um, so what happened next? Well, okay, so so we started, uh, well, I started my business uh, 19 years ago now, 2004 it was, and and then, like I said, after initially going through all the struggle, I was able to, you know, able to make some money, nowhere near what I was making at my, during my corporate life, right? Again, when you come to the income, that was drastically reduced, but you always have a hope when you're running your own business, things are going to be glory later on. Always. So you start yeah. the journey. Always. <laughs> then you start your journey. And then all the challenges come your way. And one after the other. The advice I like to give uh, your listeners is when you have challenges, make sure you have two things, or actually three things. You, you understand your staff. You have a coach or a mentor that, that you can uh, get back into. And you also have a life coach that time to time really understand why you are doing this, right? That why is the one that takes you further 
and then the advocates and coaches will encourage you and probably you know solve your day-to-day -day problem um you know being problem being the challenges in the business and of course your employees uh and, and managing them will the one that will make the difference to your bottom line mm -hmm. so those three things uh, i think are the key in my initial days mm -hmm. so as i took the journey and and you know we were slowly slowly improving our bottom line <coughs> excuse me and then of course what happened in 2007 2008 the gfc global financial crisis hit at that time i really have to look back and to say where have i have been for the last five years what am i doing here and and then i realized um, that i need to change so we were just a web development company you know doing websites and search engine optimization and all of that for people, the small companies, and you know, making an ends meet in terms of as, as, a, as a company that moving forward. But the GSP taught me to really completely revamp the business. And somebody said, Logan, there is a thing called Twitter. And I said, what the heck is Twitter is all about? Today has been uh, bought by Elon Musk, as you know, <laughs> right? Uh, and I said, what the heck is that? And one thing that somebody gave me an idea, I always dive deep into it. And not only I actually dive deep into it, I try and write a book about it, right? I write something. Because the, the minute you actually dive deep and you write about things, that's why you learn a lot more deeper about that particular thing. So what I said was, rather than just learning about it, try and teach this, this new way of doing, which is called social media. The LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. So I put myself out there in front of the small business uh, owners to teach them why they need to, uh, you know, uh, start taking note on this social media very seriously. So you will see my life journey from 2007 to about 2014-15 has been really a, a social media expert learning from my web development, so search engine optimization skills. So I've done that to many thousands of businesses and over a period of time. And then I said, you know, I am not getting any younger. I need to really get into a, a bigger world whereas I used to be in the multinational corporation. So I sat back and wrote a book about it, being how to uh, really do the digital transformation for a small business, which is actually on Amazon at the moment, right? Um, this is not the best book, but we were able to, through our skills, to make it into a, a, one of the top selling a uh, few years ago. In that book, I have to go and study, uh, to write that book, I had to go and study how um, Uber works, how Airbnb works, how Netflix, you know, all of these disruptive technology that changed the way our life has been. Right? Steve Jobs has changed the whole thing with this mobile and, and you know, um, uh, our, our desktop and so on. Right now, I'm actually talking to you on a, on a Mac device, right? It's fully connected. It changed the way we do things. And um, so, so once I learned all of that, and I said, I have a lot of skills that I've learned through my multinational, through my managing my you know, small business, and I need to put that into practice. Then I said, why can't I disrupt a, techno a, a, a industry myself, right? So, Immediately, my mind came, came out to me is to go back to your advocates, your clients that you actually, you know, uh, built up over a period of time. And I picked up traits 
you know, we call them tradies here in Australia. Because the tradies, if you look at it, they struggle, they all work very hard, but just like any other business owners, end of the day, they even forget to invoice the client because they are so busy working, yeah. right? So they don't have a system as such. I'm now talking, you know, seven, eight years ago or managing them prior to that about, you know, 10 years ago. So I then spoke to a few tradespeople and said, I have this idea to bring an Uber style platform for managing tradespeople, a consumer rather than going on to uh, online and looking for you or whatever, that they actually like an Uber style thing. They will look for you. Uh, they will put an order through, you receive it. And then you, as you go through, they can really see what's going on, just like an Uber journey. Few people loved it, the idea. So I put together a mock-up, um, tried to you know see how that all works. And then slowly I managed to get six of the trades company to also put more money into it, apart from my money that I earned over a period. And there we started. And when you take a, a journey and being positive about it, other people come into your life, right? Other advocates and your network connection. So I was fortunate enough to have Sachi, who's actually a co-founder here, joining me a uh, year down the line, who's actually on his own, uh, a, another uh, uh, influencer to make to uh, make the, uh, the I-40 global where it is today. So cut the long story short, let me tell you the journey. So we actually brought this B2C journey or to platform to the tradespeople. And within two years, I realized it's going to be a very, very hard journey to take this to another level. Uh, I haven't spent all that money. So we realized, what do we do, right? And we suddenly had a, a light bulb moment. What it did was very simple. One of the tradespeople uh, that, that using our platform, gone into a real estate agent and said, you know, uh, or, or, or using it, and the real agent said, listen, my tenants are saying, you have never turned up over there to do the work. And uh, my uh, customer was actually a, a plumber. He said, Logan, normally I, I give that up because it's too hard to justify I've been there. Normally this comes in a couple of months later. Suddenly he realized I'm using, you know, we used to call it I4 tradies. I'm using that. And therefore I have a complete um, uh, audit of that thing. I can send by email to that uh, real estate agent. Real estate agent receiving that within a few minutes suddenly realized, my goodness, here's a, a plumber doing this technology, using it different. What is this here? Cut the long story short, we suddenly realized there is not a B2C, there is a B2B opportunity, whereas the real estate, starter companies, facilities managers, a hotel, anybody that manages the trades companies has got a bigger issue. Mm. Right? So suddenly we have gone started from an Uber experience to a B2C, now we have started working with real estate agents and startup companies now as a, as a, a, a platform that really solving uh, the business to business issue, which really changed the whole thing from our business case and our end game to where we want to get to, right? Why am I saying all of this? Any entrepreneurs out there, when you really pick up your passion that you want to run it, always listen to your client listen to the marketplace because they are the one going to drive you that journey. The end game is same. It's just how you take the journey. If I've been adamant about B2C is the way I want to go, I can tell you 
post covid abund agreement existed right so glad we actually let's listen to the client and keep on changing or fine tuning our, our journey forward uh, and we done that then what happens covid hit us right so here we are got really excited uh, another two or another year into it b2b is our way to go and we got a lot of clients lead we spent a lot of time explaining uh, to to the larger corporate companies uh, here in australia and covid hit us what is it 2020 march <laughs> right and suddenly everything that we have spent and every staff and everything we have done come to a halt we lost 80% of our revenue that time i only had one thing remember what i said when things are bad you ask the question what is good about it yeah so we only ask what is good about it. what is good about it is people are going to judge you i have no idea how long this pandemic going to last but people are going to judge you at the end of that whatever the period is how you actually survived yeah not actually what you gone through that because every else everybody else have gone through the same thing right so when i actually do that then i said okay what is it that required we need to survive we need to keep our staff in there we need to really revamp the way we are doing we need to keep everybody motivated including our clients to staff um, and i said okay what do we do so we did we looked at the situation at that time which is about touchless which is about trying to get you know who um, um, it is uh, the 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 uh, normal people out there want to access with the star so we actually built a small sms module which is still now part of our platform now we have this module we got some recognition we even uh, got to write about it by uh, in the papers it comes on the on the, on the uh, magazine uh, on on the on the publication and what i did or what i was able to do we were able to retain all the staff keep them motivated figure out the way to work from home right and keep, figure out the ways to really keep our investors and and um, uh, you know everybody to say these guys are not going out of business they are going to be there by doing all of this what happens is we managed to get uh, a one of the largest company in australia to be part of us and wanted to do business with us right in the middle of pandemic because they saw the way that we have in the previously worked with them for about year and a half timing is perfect for them pandemic is the right time to get into it so we got into it today we have one of the largest startup companies in australia using our platform oh. and and putting thousands and thousands of jobs uh, on a monthly basis number 2 like you said when things are happen what is good about it we started demonstrating this because this working from home phenomena everybody everybody else looked at it even you and i are now talking through zoom right now right so we were able to tap into uk because i used to live in uk and europe uh, so i had my contacts uh, i also tapped into the us start demonstrating our platform this b2b platform to the people in the us people in the uk suddenly we found out nobody else has got this particular way of doing things there is a big gap there they are keen to do it so with the success of australian uh, uh, journey 
we have now decided we're not going to call it I4 Trades, which is a you know a initial start. We are now going to call ourselves I4T Global. That's what we did a year ago, and change our business plan. And now we are fully focused on and and, and global. So we have actually put a team uh, in in Europe, sales team, and are just about to uh, start uh, our first office here in New York, uh, and really uh, start getting customers by. And by the time this uh, video come online, we would have signed up with at least two to three uh, global clients uh, as part of this journey going ahead. Remember, I'm 65. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's what a remarkable journey, um, you know, going through all of that and still pushing through. And, and, and the only certainty if you didn't continue through that was that, you, you know, the only if you stop in business when things are hard, the only certainty that we have is that it's going to fail. So that big deal that came from this massive corporation was such a key element because you decided to keep going and more importantly, to make a change to go from B2C to B2B. Talk to me about the importance of your opinion, Logan, about change in business, you know, and being flexible and adapting, you know, how did that play a, a key role in your entrepreneurial journey, the ability to make that shift very quickly. Very much. Every one of your advocate, the networking that, that we built running a small business and your staff, your customers are the advisors. And that advice comes to you free of charge as long as you try to spend some time and listen to them, yeah. right? Yeah. Staff sometimes may get into your way of thinking because that's, that's how we do day to day. So your staff may or may not be uh, the, the, the right people to give you that advice, but surrounding our staff and us is our client and our advocates, being uh, people that, that become your networking partner, uh, either through LinkedIn or through your uh, customers or whatever. Those are the two people that really give you the good advice, right? And often when you really open up yourself and really be yourself and they see your passion, that's number one. They see you who you are as a person driving, and then your advice will come free of charge. That's worth a lot of dollars. Yeah. Of course, I, I always had a, a lifetime coach. My, my initial days, even with my corporate life, was Anthony Robbins. That's how I actually got same. my, yeah. you know, all my, uh, you your same thing. Anthony Robbins, there you go. I, I keep, uh, I keep change, I keep, you know, going discovering other coaches and people in self-development, but there is nobody that can, you know, uh, touch me like uh, like Tony is unbelievable. Correct. So I've actually gone from his tape to right up to his mastery university yeah. uh, over a period of time, and that really set set me up for success to where I am today. So uh, to answer your question about uh, uh, people that that running small business. Always listen to your advocates because that people are supporting you always. And then, of course, your clients. Mm. Those are the two that really take you the journey and never change in the end, end journey in mind. Always the end journey is always a bigger picture. Mm. I hope um, that answers the question. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever decided to give up? Or sorry, you always go sure have day. you ever thought about giving up, not decided? You always go through hard days. And if you're not a human, if you don't go through that, but the encouragement comes from other people to really lift you up when you're down. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I've been, I have a very supportive wife. 
uh, which is what I'm, I'm lucky with. So she has always been supported me on, on, on my journey. And most importantly, our staff. And, and in the last uh, six years into it, uh, my co-founder, Sachi, always been a, 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 a um, encouraging for me with my staff, uh, the rest of the staff. And of course, our clients, you know, giving that feedback, how easy it is to use, how this changed their life, how, you know, things are better for them. And all of those things are the one that, that really take me to another level. Mm. So for someone wanting to start a SaaS company, you know, software as a service, what would it be your number one advice, someone that is into that space of the technology? Like, what, what would you say is when you're starting out is something that everybody should be doing? Okay. As an entrepreneur, all you are trying to do two things. One is, of course, you know, making money, put that on the side. Money is never made unless you solve a, a, a substantial problem yeah. in the community, a substantial problem in the community. So that's what that you got to really say. What is it that you're trying to solve? And when you're saying that you want to solve something that could be right in an overall picture as an entrepreneur, but the nitty gritty of that, the market will tell you. Market being your client and your advocates, like I was saying, will tell you exactly how to take that journey. Mm. Right? And again, you know, I, I, I have a very uh, simple thing in life in terms of building trust with people. I put that into an acronym, transparency. Okay, be transparent, build a relationship. Um, deliver something unique to, to the marketplace, which is what we were doing. And then of course, have a strategy in place. The last thing, which is in the trust, the timing. There is always a timing for everything. Uh, sometimes being entrepreneurs, we are a bit impatient. All of the entrepreneurs are, because we want to make things happen tomorrow, right? But there is always a timing because it's not entirely they're rejecting you. Their timing is not the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And if as long as you understand that, build that trust, transparency, relationship, uniqueness, strategy, and the timing, the rest happens. Most importantly, my my uh, advice to any of the entrepreneurs who want to start: enjoy the journey. Because if you don't enjoy the journey, you're always stressed up, which I have been too, by the way, because I'm only a human. People are going to find it, this is not the right person to do it. But if you're really enjoying the journey and you're really out there, you know, uh, and, and, and boosting other people's journey, uh, energy as well, that's the person that people want to work with you. Mm. So really make sure that, that you have the energy and you're enjoying whatever that, that you're trying to out there to do, which is often, solving a very big problem. In my case, really changing the way the trade space works uh, in, in the industry. We started with the B2C. We realized it's a B2B is the way to go. We are not giving up the B2C, but the overall scheme of things is coming. Yeah. Today, I can't tell you the number of companies approaching us to say, you know, are you ready for the bigger investment? We are now pushing back and say, we, we, we want another year or so before we come to that level. So, you know, you can really see the journey is going to be even bigger. But right now, if we ask me, every single day, I'm really enjoying it. When you enjoy, you don't know the time. Just yeah. like this interview. Yeah. When you enjoy it, you don't have the time. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Um, and find fulfillment, right? It's something that, that truly, truly, truly drives you and, and you feel by. Um, what would be, Logan, your advice for someone that is... Um, 
into situation because it's I always say you know to enjoy as well and to and to learn rather than you know seeing things as a failure. But there are moments that we really get stuck and we get stuck into our head and um, it gets really tough and kind of a dark you know moment. What would be your advice for someone that is ready to give up in in his own at home business and you know maybe the offer is not really you know make converting the way that that he wants or maybe the rejection what would be your advice to that person often you think why did you start in the first place what was the purpose of it if you don't have the purpose you don't have the energy to keep going that's number one right that's the purpose is number one the often the people are trying to give up because they are probably you know back to them when you really point your fingers you know what is it that you are actually rejecting from other people's advice because often that golden moments are there <laughs> like that tradesperson giving me the you know an idea with a real estate to say you know they want that information which is able to do it that completely changed like the covid hit we sat down the whole team and said how can we do it you know what's the end game for us you know so there were always a golden moments comes in and often if you are giving up i'm sorry you have not listened to that the golden moments come your way yeah. and maybe that's what you got to change but entrepreneurs are thick skin people you never 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 give up until you mm. right? and then so you got to even ask yourself are you really an entrepreneur mm. yeah i love it i love it and what are some of the beliefs that you change from when you started your journey moving from a you know corporate to entrepreneurship to where to where you are you today well i mean through anthony robbins i know age never matters right uh, you know i started this i40 global journey when i was 57 right uh, the ideas you know when i wrote the book around about the 56 i think i was today i'm 65 never think age is matters for me right that's one belief the other thing is there are no such a thing called bad people right they are bad people because you are seeing the bad side of them there's always a human there to really give you the best side of them mm. but you got to tap into it and of course you there are certain people never be with you because they can't see i to i i'm not talking about that but 9 out of 10 times if you really uh, trust and 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 allow a people to uh, uh, um, you know uh, be with your journey magic will happen right mm-hmm. today i have you know i loved it i have about 32 people now they're all working in different things and i know but the goal is same right mm-hmm. and that's because you got to really build that team and look after them the other part is uh, make sure you look after your staff so i don't really look at my staff as you know he's doing that or this or the other i look at them why is it that they are coming up coming to work what is that that taking them to come to work what is that distracting them how can i help them and i've got many many examples so as a small company i'm able to do that as a small smes that's what most business owners do anyway they they really work as a as a family at the moment as a family but as i go bigger which is undoubtedly is going to happen that's the time i actually you know give that hand over to a bigger company and then a bigger uh, challenges will happen and that's a that's running a you know what do you call it a corporate business slightly different to what i'm doing but for a, for a small business owner i think the important thing is to, it's really understand your staff um the 
biggest thing, forget about everything else I said, cash flow. Cash flow is the king. And if you understand your cash flow, how your business running, and I'm always three months ahead of my cash flow. Mm. Right? And then every month goes by, I'm just looking at it, not the current month, because that's a tactical thing, but you're looking at way ahead of that thing. If you have the cash flow in, in, in check, and you've got all the other things that are coming through, I tell you, the journey enjoyment will automatically come because you are relaxed. Shatram. Shatram. Yeah, very powerful. One of the things that you said, in my opinion, is key for leadership is to have employees that are really in the same vision as you have. You know, like everybody is striving towards the same goal. How do you sell that vision to your employees? How do you get them on the same page? How do you get people that are so into that mission with you? I think this is why the corporate life I had for 22 years helped. Communication, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel, am I spending too much time communicating? Never, never, never less. Because the more you communicate, the more uh, you have the difference of opinion in, in a meetings. So we have HR meeting, we have technical meeting, we have support meeting, we have a marketing meeting, we have sales meeting. When you have those sort of meetings on a regular basis, you understand the pulse. And they also understand you as a leader, where do you want them to, you know, to head? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, that's a key. Communication is a key. Right? But not just communicating, you could be act communicating, but you got to listen to those golden moments that I was talking about. That's the time you can adjust as a leader and be with the flow. Mm, I love it. I love it. I'd love to ask the last five questions if you're up for it, Logan. Um, the, first, the first one is, if you could write the sentence on a giant billboard that the entire world can read, what would you write? Can you repeat that again? Sorry, my telephone distracted me. No, no, it's okay. If you could write a sentence on a giant billboard that the entire world can read, what would you write? I would be a bit like Elon Musk. Believe yourself, you can change the world. Mm. I think another following up on that is if you, those who believe they can change the world, they want that so they can they, they do it. Yes, yes. Right. Very powerful. Very powerful. The second one is, if you could spend five minutes with yourself at the age of 15, what advice would you give? Well, I'm 15. At oh, the age oh. of 15, yeah. At the age, when I'm actually at the age of 15. When, when you were at the age of 15 years old. Okay, and what's the advice you would have given? Um, it depends on your upbringing because I actually, you know, look back my life and to say how this Logan Nathan is, who we, who is that person is today, right? So at the age of fifteen, it, it's it's your surrounding. You know, you get molded by your parents, your relatives, and your friends and in a, a family that are around you. Uh, but if you think that you are unique in the world, right, and then there is a purpose for you to be in this world and you can make the difference and do it find that out and do it that'll be my advice mm, i love it i love it what is success to you success is is everybody else around you uh, feel that you're contributing 
to them. Mm. Right? Not, not the million dollars in the bank. Mm. Have you contributed to their livelihood? Love it. Love it. As an entrepreneur, you change you know, something big, but as an executor, you actually change uh, their life for the, you know, for the better. I love it. What was the best advice that you ever received from someone? The best advice I received, I suppose, it's always uh, listen to other people, right? And, and make sure that you understand the golden moments because the change happened in instant, right? That instant, I never believed in it, but that's the time to, to do it, right? And, and I think that goes back to Anthony Robbins' uh, training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making the, the, taking the decision is, is an instant and, you know, a different decision 10 years ago could have changed the direction of your life. I love that one. Um, before my last question, where can people find you online if they want to connect with you? How can they do that? Well, um, I'm very active on LinkedIn, yeah. Logan Nathan. So if you type in Logan Nathan, my name, it'll come out. I'm always ready to expand my network and talk to people. And if anybody wants some advice at, at my uh, uh, time in my life, I'm here to help. And I like to walk the talk what I've been talking about. So anybody need to connect with me either through LinkedIn, Twitter, I'm very active as well on Twitter, uh, Logan Nathan. So if you just type in Logan Nathan on Google, you connect with me. Love it. My last question is what is the impact that you want to make on others? To say that um, Logan made them happy. Logan made them to think differently and Logan made to improve their life. That's powerful. Very powerful. Happiness, number one. Uh, making the changes, number two. And improve their life to whatever it is that they will only think through. I always tell my staff, some of the things I tell you, you may not understand. But down the line, uh, when I'm not even around, you may look back and do it. And mm -hmm. I, I, we're all the same, right? You all got some advice at that time. You said, what is he talking about? Or, what is he talking about? But later on, comes to you. Yes. Same with the uh, Anthony Robbins uh, journey. And, you know, during that journey, you know, uh, defy the odds, right? <laughs> defy the odds. I said, what are you talking about? I didn't, I didn't get it, although I was screaming and shouting. But... I've now defied the odds mm. at my age of 65. So that's that. Uh, believe in it. Believe in mm. yourself. You are unique. You are born for a purpose. And if you really take that journey and enjoy yourself and being happy, the rest will come to you. I love it. Thank you so much, my friend. It's been a pleasure to have you in the show. Um, and hopefully we can have you back very, very soon for another episode. Thank you very much for your time, Matthew. And um, keep, keep at your great work. Because this is the sort of thing that, uh, you know, I'd love to do one day. So anytime you want, uh, have me back and on a particular subject, more than happy to do so. Awesome. Thank you. Cheers.